Hey, this is Kevin, host of the Dad Bod Wad podcast. I'm excited that you're here today. If you're already a subscriber to the show, thanks so much for already being part of an amazing community of dads fighting the dad bod. And if you're here for the first time, make sure you subscribe to the show because like always, we have an amazing conversation lined up for you. Today we have Jared Jordan who is on a quest to become one of the best coaches of the best coaches. But before he set out on that quest, he had to fix what was broken inside himself before it broke up his family. Welcome to the Dad Bod Wad Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Torres, and I'm all about teaching new or soon-to-be dads how to get into great shape in as little as 15 minutes a day. I know too well what it's like to be in the throes of early fatherhood and the feeling of being overwhelmed with all the demands for your time, and the things that you love to do tend to fall by the wayside. But your fitness should not be put on the back burner. You shouldn't be put on the back burner. That's why I've made it my mission to teach new or soon-to-be dads that you can still consistently work out, see results, and not feel stressed for time, so you can be the best version of yourself when it matters the most, throughout your years of fatherhood. My goal is to help you be the father your family needs and achieve the fitness that you want. And on today's show, we have Jared Jordan, a CrossFit seminar staff member who co-owns CrossFit of Ithaca with his wife. In fact, Jared was one of the instructors at my level one a while back. And for those of you who don't know, before COVID-19, being on seminar staff often means traveling every weekend to a different location to teach the CrossFit methodology. And when you're a father, you know all that travel just comes with additional strains. But we don't really get into that so much in our conversation today. We're going to save that for another conversation. Instead, Jared, who used to race bikes in a previous career, describes how a near-fatal bike accident resulting in traumatic brain injury led to a downward spiral of depression, emotional issues, medications, a loss of identity, and mood swings, which he never fully recovered from, which eventually led to him walking out on his wife and newborn son. Now, Jared believed that his son deserved to be loved by someone who wanted to be his father. Now, I don't want to give away too much of this story because it's definitely a must hear. But a big shout out to all the ladies out there who just don't quit on their men. Throughout this conversation, you'll hear how Jared defines being the quote unquote perfect dad and how being present is just a part of being a perfect dad. And that genuinely enjoying what you're doing while you're present with your kid is a far better experience for them in the long run. You'll also hear Jared's tips and tricks for anybody struggling to ease back into shape and his go-to workouts when pressed for time. You'll want to stick around to the end of the show where we discuss how longevity is the name of the game if you want to be able to keep up with your kids throughout their childhood. So without further ado, here's my chat with Jared Jordan. All right, Jared, thanks so much for being here. How's everything going? Things are great, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, excited about this. This is my first remote podcast, so this is kind of cool. I'm excited to see how this turns out. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate it. Um, you were actually on the Level 1 seminar staff um, when I did my Level 1 back in January over at uh, CrossFit Garden City in Long Island. Um, and I was just like, one, like the, the the whole experience is really awesome for anybody who hasn't done their level one. Um, just like how professional all of the trainers are, how knowledgeable everybody is, and just like how seamless the whole weekend flows. Um, I just had a really awesome experience with that. So I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah, I appreciate that feedback. That's uh that's good to hear. We you know, we take we take what we do very seriously. You know, we're very passionate about what we do and you know, we give up the time on, on our weekends with our families and our, our friends at home and and get to travel travel around the country and do what we love to do. So, um, you know, the feedback and, and having you reach out like this is, is greatly appreciated. And I definitely want to hear a little bit more about the seminar staff, how you got on the seminar staff and how many weekends you're actually um, out and about. But why don't we start from the beginning a little bit more about Jared. Um, how did you get into fitness like has fitness always been a part of your life or is it something you found later or from the early days or what? Oh man, that's, I knew you were going to go here. This is, this is a good, so my start is uh, a little unorthodox for what people might think being at the position I'm in now. I actually was introduced to fitness by my now wife, girlfriend at the time, um, back in 2011. Um, so my, my background is racing dirt bikes. That's what I grew up doing. And that was my life. And that's what I thought my career was going to be. And I was well on my way towards that path. And back in 2011, um, I tried to make my professional debut 
And when we do that, we start down in, in uh, Florida in March. And being from the Northeast, it's hard to get any riding time in over the winter. Um, so when I got down to Florida, I was locally, I was really good. I was kind of the guy to beat, right? And then, but uh, once I started traveling nationally, I realized that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. And it was a very humbling experience that first year trying to race with, you know, the best of the best that are doing this full time year round. Um, so my girlfriend at the time was like, Hey, I'm going to school for exercise science. Let me, let me help you help myself and I'll train you. And I was like, okay, this is great. And that was about three days worth of, worth of training. That didn't work out. It was either we were going to split up or she was going to stop being my trainer. Uh, so we chose to kind of part directions that way so that we could preserve our relationship. And she had a friend that was competing in CrossFit and he kept telling her like, Hey, you got to come do this thing. You got to come do this. And she's like, no, nah, I'm scared. So finally she went and did it. And to get her to shut up about it, I was like, all right, I'll come try this thing with you. So I went and did it. She smoked me, totally crushed me in the first workout we did. It was like three rounds of, I remember it was like 15 slam balls, 12 sit-ups, and like nine push-ups or something like that. And it was like three to five rounds, and she totally destroyed me. And I was like, oh, man, this is not good. And then um, so after that, I was like, I'm not going to do this. This isn't for me. I'm not. These people all wear the same shoes and same clothes, and like, <laughs> that's not me. And then um, I realized that that was exactly what I needed for my riding career to really take off. If I needed to be doing something outside of just riding my bike. So I joined. Um, that was the end of 2010. In 2011, I was approached by my coach and was like, hey, are you interested in this, in this coaching thing? And selfishly, I was like, well, if I coached, I could spend more time in the gym preparing for my racing, you know, upcoming racing season. So I thought, well, sure, I can, I can stand in front of a class and, you know, run some people through some movement things. And absolutely. And uh, he was like, all right, go get your level one and, and you can start coaching. That's what I did. I went and got my level one and it was just like that. He's like, hey, start coaching for us. Uh, I didn't really know, know a whole lot when I started. I was I was a bad coach to start, right? Which, I mean, it's like we said in the seminar. It's like dare to suck <laughs> in the beginning. And I did. And then uh, – when I started seeing that I was actually getting people results and, you know, my, my absolute most favorite client, she was at the time, again, this is 2011. She's 60 years old. She was a principal of an elementary school and um, she was my absolute favorite person to train. And it was cool because we would work out together um, on the, on the classes that I wasn't coaching. And it's just, when I seen her transformation start to unfold and when I seen, you know, she's doing kipping pull-ups and a lot of what she was doing, she would come to me and say like, Hey, this is because of you is because you took the time to help me get better. And I started to see this, wow. how people, how I could change people's lives. Um, and I was like, this is what I want to do. I, I really truthfully believe that, that this is why I was put on this earth and I, I need to be a coach. Um, before that I was working construction. And that was it. I set sail. I was still racing. 2014, I had a bad accident racing down in South Carolina and suffered some serious injuries from it. And it ended my racing career. And right then and there, I had to wow. make a decision. It was, where do I put this passion? And uh, my, the next best thing was coaching. You know, I was lost for a little while. But um, as, soon as, I, as soon as I decided, like, okay, I'm going to put this passion into coaching, that's when I ran off with it. And, and 2014, I would say, is when I really started to get engaged in coaching and we opened our affiliate that year crossfit of ithaca in uh, ithaca new york um, my wife and i started that in 2014 and just the cards aligned right i quit my construction job and we just we tried it we had no members we had nothing we just opened doors and said if we build it they'll come and um, thankfully today that's worked out that's amazing man um that's one so many awesome things in that story the fact that it was your your wife or then girlfriend who introduced you uh, yeah. to CrossFit um, and smoked in the workout. Um, how old were you in 2011 when you started coaching? 20. Wow. That was... Yeah, it's, yeah that's like... And, you know, people don't really appreciate like how much of a responsibility it actually is to 
be a coach and like to lead group fitness, right? Um, and to like have to be able to actually have your eyes on everybody and give them actually, you know, actionable feedback that's going to be useful and prevent them from getting injured and staying safe. So like, that's like a huge responsibility for a 20 year old, um, which I think a lot of us, you know, sort of like take for granted um, when we go into like a box and just see like a, you know, a, a coach in the gym, just sort of like barking out orders, but like how much of a huge responsibility that actually is. And so when you got injured in uh, 2014 biking, you said you were like lost for a little while. Um, can you say more about that? Yeah. So um, racing was my identity growing up. I, I raced, uh, I raced hair scrambles, you know, and then the national circuit is GNCC's Grand National Cross Country for those that don't know. Um, it was my identity. It was literally how I was known. People, when people see me, they were like, hey, you're that, you're, you're the number 318. That's, you're, you're that guy. And locally, you know, it was, Hey, you're, you're number 18. Like they didn't, didn't address me by my name. They addressed me by my number. And that's how I grew up, you know, from a very young age. Um, my father and I raced together. So my father was a dirt bike racer and, uh, he taught me everything I know behind, you know, behind the bars. And, um, yeah, I just, I, that was, that was all I had. That was, that was all I was going to do ever was just race. And that's all I had planned for. And, um, it was, it was, it was coming together. In 2014, I got a uh, kind of a, I got some support. I got a support ride. So there's, you know, a full ride is, you know, factory ride is somebody's paying you to ride their equipment. I wasn't quite there. I had a support ride where somebody's paying, paying for everything, uh, just wasn't paying me. My, my money was made uh, with my performances. And then while, while that, while I was racing that year, I got a call from another company that wanted to sign me for the 2015 season. So I couldn't do anything because I was under contract in 2014. So I couldn't make any changes yet, but it was just a one year contract. And at the end of the year, I was going to get out of that contract and I was going to, I was going to sign on for this, this full gig. They were going to move me from, you know, New York state. They were going to move me down to North Carolina um, where their kind of headquarters is, their shop is. And so that I could be there and ride full time year round um, and chase this national thing. And so that was unfolding. And then, um, it was April of 2014. I was racing down in South Carolina. Um, it was the last lap of the race and the races that I do is they're three hour races. So it was the last lap of the race. And I just, uh, there's about anywhere between four to 600 bikes on the track at one time. So there's kind of different experience levels. So I was coming around catching some lappers and which is like just a lower experience level rider. I, I was just trying to make a pass around a, around a lapper and ended up over the bars down a hill and the bike landed on top of me, crushed the left side of my helmet and um, suffered some serious neck damage from it and some a serious concussion. And so there was a point, there was a, a time probably I don't know, months, I would say a year where I fluctuated between, you know, therapists and, and specialists. And, you know, I was traveling twice a week to Syracuse, New York, which has like a con- concussion center, which is like an hour and a half away from where I live. So I was fortunate that it was close. Um, you know, we had the affiliate going on. I, my, again, girlfriend at the time was like, I was just miserable, right? I had nothing. It was like my my identity was taken from me. So I was in and out of doctor's offices all the time, depression, medications, and too much would make me, wow. you know, just totally dead to the world and too little. I remember a time I was sitting on my front steps and I couldn't remember how long I'd been sitting there. I just was sitting on my front steps and I, I, I said to my, my wife now, girlfriend at the time, I was like, this medication's messing me up. This isn't working for me. Um, then I was too little and then I was a mean person. (laughs) It was not, I was not fun to be around. So kind of figured that out a little bit. And then it was really, that was like two years of kind of battling that back and forth while trying to get my coaching career, like really ramped up and figuring out what I wanted to do with that. Um, Cause I knew my athletic endeavors were over at that point. Like for me, if it wasn't racing, it wasn't going to be anything else. I didn't want to do anything else. Um, so in 2016, we found out that my, my girlfriend was pregnant 
And um, it was, I had to make a decision. I was like, you know what? This is not the life I want to live. I don't want to be taking medication every morning because I'm depressed. But like, I just, it's, that's not me. I don't think I need this anymore. Um, throughout that time, I worked very closely with a chiropractor and now a very good friend of mine that I would see four to five times a week to help me with my recovery. Um, and when I found out my wife was, my girlfriend was pregnant, I decided like this is it. I want to stop this medication stuff. I don't need it anymore. So I called my doctor and my doctor said, this is, I swear to God, these are the words that she said to me was, well, you're about to have a kid. I think you should stay on the medication because your life is going to change. And that was the end of that conversation. I said, I said to myself, people don't need medication to have children. I shouldn't either. So I just stopped. I stopped taking medications and I decided this is the time where I can decide who I'm going to be and, and um, how I'm going to live my life so that I can be a role model to my son. And that was, that was that. Then I decided, you know what, I'm going to pursue coaching as far as I can go. I want to be the best of the best. I don't want to be the best coach of CrossFit coaches. I want to be the best coach of the best CrossFit coaches. And I put my head down and I grinded and then you know, that's what kind of led me to seminar staff. I started interning on seminar staff in 2017. Uh, I did two internships, was asked to, you know, step back for six months and come back and try again. Um, during that six months, I thought that I was going to ride dirt bikes again, ended up breaking my arm, um, suffered another wow. concussion. Crazy <laughs> story. Maybe that's something you want to get into too, but um, that's where I found my faith. Um, kind of found God in my life at that point. And then, um, so it ended up being a year. I went back and re-interned again for seminar staff. I was asked, I, I wasn't going to do it. And then uh, James Hobart, which is one of the, one of the trainers on staff, he's a seasoned, seasoned trainer. And he was like, Hey man, we, uh, we need some good trainers. You know, we're, we're looking for good trainers. You should try to intern again. And I was like, you know what? I got a kid now, you know, my girlfriend and I are doing good. And her and I talked and she was like, you know, this is something you've been so passionate about, something you've wanted. I support you. Let's go after this thing. At least if you do it and you decide you don't want to anymore, then you know that you made that choice, not because you weren't good enough, but because you decided to make that choice of I don't want to do it. So go prove yourself if that's what you need. Um, so, yeah. So a year later, I, I interned again in 2018. In 2019, I actually got on staff. Um, and then that leads us to now. That's awesome, man. Um, and that's a lot. And there's definitely like a lot to dig into um, in all of that. So, so back in 2014, you open up your affiliate, you get injured, you go through like this two years of sort of like recovery. And I think what most people don't realize is um, like traumatic, like the effects of a traumatic brain injury like that. Um, yeah. You know, it's, you just don't, recover <laughs> like like a physical wound right like you could have like yep. you know years of sort of like recovery where you're like mood swings and stuff like that um and it's just it's 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 crazy you know like that sort of like that invisible scar that nobody can see and like nobody could explain and yet like you know your girlfriend at the time or your wife or your close family or you know probably the only people who would be willing to put up with you so you know kudos to her for for writing that out um and then, so you you guys find out you guys are going to have a baby. Um, mm -hmm. Congratulations. That's awesome with that. Um, so what was, and, and, and you decided to, to, to get off the meds and in order to like stay clear headed and be a role model for your kid, I guess like other guys listening to this show, we know how tumultuous those early days were um, of like being a new father, like how overwhelming it is, how, you know, just like, oh my God, there's this like new life I got to take care of and my wife and I got to be, you know, a father now. I got to be like the man of the house. How did you balance all of that? Because you're a business owner, you want to be a good husband, um, you just got off the medication and now you have a new baby before your second injury, before you find God. Um, like, how did you balance that? And what was it like? What were the ups and downs? I didn't. I didn't. I sucked at it. I sucked real bad. So bad that I almost ruined my, my family for a, for a long time. I made some choices that um, could have could have really went the wrong direction. And um, I, hit, I hit rock bottom. I When my son was born, um, 
I wasn't ready for it. I was not expecting what my life was going to turn into. And I was, I, I didn't appreciate it. I didn't like it. I was not grateful for it. And, um, I thought that the best thing to do was to, was to step away from my family and, and let him be loved by someone who wants to be his father. And, uh, I know that's, I don't tell this very often, but, um, I think it's important for people, for people to realize like it's, it's, it's effing hard. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast or not, but it's hard. It is, Yeah. it's a life change for sure. And, um, I didn't know how to balance it. So I made some bad decisions. I, I tried to run out on my wife. I tried to leave my family. I hit rock bottom, absolute rock bottom. And I, it was like now or never, right? And at this point I have nothing to lose. My wife is the, the owns the affiliate her and I own it together. She's kind of the brains behind the whole system. She's a godsend. Um, so it was, I lost my job. I lost my, my firstborn kid. I lost the love of my life. And I didn't have anything else to fall back on. I didn't have my racing anymore. I didn't have any of that. So it was nothing. So it was, I've got nothing to lose. Now I can, now I can build this. I can mold myself into the person I want to be. And that's when I finally, I finally said, you know what, like, this is where I want to be. This is who I want to be with. I, I, that kid does deserve a good father and I'm going to be that kid's father. And, um, I just started changing my life for him. I just started living my life for what the eyes of my child was going to see from there. I, I, I had to earn, I had to earn trust. I had to earn, I had to earn everything. You know, it was almost like a complete restart. And um, I, I can't say that I regret it because it shaped us into the family we are today, shaped me into the person I am today. Right. Um, but I don't wish it upon anybody. And how long were you away from your family? Um, it wasn't long. It was, you know, maybe, maybe uh, it kind of really went down hardcore for like a month. And... And where were you staying? Everywhere, anywhere. <laughs> um, uh, my right. parents, li- my parents live close, so I was able to stay with them for a little while. Um, we we own the affiliate, and it wasn't. I I was doing all mostly all of the coaching. So my wife and I just set a schedule. Was like, okay, you're there from. I did all the morning stuff, so I was there in the morning, but I had to be out of there by a certain time, so she could come in in the afternoon and do her thing. So essentially was trying to keep the business going while getting me out of it. Cause at, right. at that point I didn't deserve to be there anymore. Um, and just through that time, you know, I was sleeping at the gym, so she would leave, you know, lock up at night and then I would come late at night, you know, back to the gym. I'd stay there. I'd sleep there. I'd, you know, get up in the morning and coach my classes and then I would leave and do whatever for the afternoon while she was there. Cause I could be there. Um, and during that time, I just, I just started building her trust back up. It's just, I, I, I just started to kind of work my way back in. She was like, Hey, why don't you come to the house on this night? Let's have a chat. And then I started sleeping at the house, but in another room and, and it just kind of evolved. It just, it just kind of evolved back yeah. to, you know, she, she'll explain it as she's not in a relationship with the same person. And I think it's true. And I'm, I'm, I'm not the person that I was, you know, four years ago that's amazing man. and it sounds like she you know like it sounds like she just didn't quit on you um yeah even though there might have been like some sort of like movement towards you know separating from the business or things like that that you know she had never actually like fully let your like you might have quit on yourself but she wasn't like willing to quit on you so it's pretty you know it's just like an intense story so thank you so much for just like sharing that entire story so when you said you were like okay i'm gonna be i'm making this commitment is this in 2016 or is this before your second accident and then my my next question to that is like you're like i'm gonna i want to be like the best dad like through the eyes of my kid and so what were some of those I guess, what were some of those changes that you made in order to be the best dad? Like, like what was your vision of like the best dad to be for that kid? Yeah. So I thought, and, and I've had, I had this conversation, you know, with my wife many times 
back then, and we still have the conversation now. I thought that being the best for my son was was being a for, to have something for him to look back and brag about, which for me was that racing career, right? Was look at what my, look at what my dad was capable of. You know, I wanted I wanted my face on the front of magazines so that he could show his kids down the road or you know his grandkids down the road. Um, and I thought that that was going to be what was best for him. And what I realized and what my son continues to teach me every day is that's not at all what matters to him. He doesn't care. He, he thinks I'm a hero anyways. Uh, it's because I give him my time and my undivided attention and we all mess that up. Right. So, um, you know, it's easy to say like presence, right? That's, that's, that's the buzzword going around now is be present, be present. Like it's easy to say, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm present. But like, I was sitting at my son's gymnastics just last night. We do gymnastics every Monday night and I look around and you know, there's, there's the, the bleachers are full of parents. There's kids everywhere, but every single parent's on a phone or a computer or something like that. And I'm like, man, this is just like, that's not, that's not who I want to be. That's not, I want that. If my son looks over here, he sees me looking back at him with a thumbs up and a smile, you know, that's, that's what I want. And that's what I believe he appreciates is I just, I give him that undivided attention. You know, when we're home, work gets shut off. And I mean, my wife and I are affiliate owners together. It's hard to talk about anything other than our affiliate, right? Um, but we right. we try really, really hard to do that. And it it doesn't always work. We're not perfect. And we know that we're gonna we're gonna slip in, you know, this thing going on right now, this coronavirus that's going around is that you know, we're right at the base yeah, of the hill of Cornell cool. University and Cornell University's closing their doors. They're shutting down, they're they're sending kids off of campus. You know, so it's like here we are, we're on the phone with our general manager while I'm showering trying to get ready for this, you know, chat here. And, uh, you know, it's just so, so you mess up sometimes, right? Like it's not always perfect, but for me, it's like casting the majority vote. Um, I know that if I do most things right, that's what my son's going to remember. So, you know, be a great dad. What does that mean? Well, that just means he needs to he needs me to enjoy the experiences with him not just provide them for him it's so difficult to be mindful like you're you're saying present is like the buzzword but it's so difficult to be like truly mindful all of the time about like how like how we're bringing ourselves into that experience also like whether we're on our phones um like my daughter oftentimes like wants to like sing and dance and like there are days when i'm like let's do it i'm gonna throw her you know like i have two daughters so like and in my mind i'm like oh if i start throwing one in the air the other one's gonna want to start getting thrown in the air and now i'm gonna be doing this for the next 20 minutes and thrusters for the next 20 minutes <laughs> and like a part of me is like like a part of me is like, oh, I definitely don't want to do this right now. But then the other part of me is like, but what, why not? Like, when are you going to do this? Like, yeah. And, you know, like you said, like there are days when maybe you don't have it in you or there are days you make mistakes and you kind of just like, oh, man, I, I think I like really messed that one up or shit. I hope that's not like a lifelong memory or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's just, again, just so difficult to be present and mindful all the time about looking at your actions through their eyes, right? Like all day long, I'm like, as I'm like, even when I'm in the kitchen cooking something and my daughter's like watching me, I'm, I'm aware that she's watching me. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like she's watching me do this. Like, this is like, she's internalizing what I'm doing. She knows that I make breakfast every day. Like this is like ingrained in her memory forever. And then there, similarly, there are other times when you know, like maybe I'm, you know, like I'll get mad at her or something. And I don't, I don't like lose my mind on her or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But like, like, you know, I have to redirect her and maybe use, you know, like a stern voice. And a part of me is like, I can control myself right now. I could stop and like be really calm and breathe and, you know, like tell her what she did wrong and move on. Or I could like be, you know, like visceral and react out of emotion and anger, like yell in this moment or like get loud. And like every now and then, like I, I stop myself and I'm like, you're doing it. And then other times I'm just like, eh, stop doing that or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. damn it, I messed that one up. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like really challenging, like you said. Yeah, it is. It's, it's um, hard, right? It's always a moving target. Yeah. It's, you know, like to get, you know, and you have to be sort of like cut yourself some slack or, or give yourself some grace, right? That, you know, like you said, nobody's going to be perfect. Um, 
you know, there's always tomorrow and, you know, just to, to rebound from that. Um, so you're an affiliate owner. So you're obviously already like in the gym all the time, right? Yeah. But I guess you have, you must have like a bunch of customers coming in all different walks of life. Like you mentioned, like one of the first clients you had was like the six year old woman who, who, who was like, you know, like her life was changing as a result of like your coaching. Um, what do you, what is like your best advice for new dads or people with like limited time on their hands when they come to your gym and they're like, I haven't worked out for a year because, you know, I, I have a kid now and I can't get to the gym. How do you ease people back into a routine? Well, mechanic consistency intensity, right? Um, but the, but, but the real world answer is, um, it's, it's helping, helping, it's important to help them understand, like we talked about initially, um, about making sure that they're, they're prioritizing themselves so that they can provide their, their best version of them for those around them. Um, and, you know, I kind of peeked through your Instagram. I think it's awesome what you do with providing, you know, 15 minutes worth of stuff. And I like one thing that stuck out to me. You said you was like, hey, guys, you were like, hey, guys, we're going to warm up for one minute. It's, it needs to be exactly that. Just move. But make sure that you're you're doing that. Make and sometimes that means for me it's easy to get in the gym, right? I, I own a gym. I'm there every single day at, at, at right. five a.m. Like, so it might be a little different for me than other people. But and I, I will say the times when I'm not in the gym, I try not to be in the gym. I I try not to be doing you know fitness or my own fitness and that. Unless it's something that I'm including my family with. Maybe we're going for a hike. Maybe we, it's as simple as we walk down to get the mail or, you know, I take my kid on his bike around the block or something, whatever it is. Um, but I think for, for the majority of the population, the people that are coming to me, that the dads that are specifically, that's kind of what we're talking about that are coming to me. It's about like, Hey, we can provide you this, but you've got to figure out how to fit it in your lifestyle because it's not going to work for you. If you feel it's a sacrifice, I have a one client specifically, um, he will, he will not come on the weekends because that's his, he travels for work. So he will not come on the weekends because that's his time with his kid. And we, like we have this, it's just, it doesn't need to be said. It doesn't need to be talked about. We know what his programming is going to look like for the week because we know what he's going to miss because his priority is that. He needs to get home to his kids on the weekends. And if he is home for a week, right. he'll only come first thing in the morning because he won't take that time away at night. And I love that. I love that people do that because what they're doing is they're saying, you're my priority, so I'm going to sacrifice somewhere else. So you got to get up and do it. So, I mean, either it's either it's wait till your kid goes to sleep, go down in the basement or go outside and, you know, if you can, if it's a, a you know, place where you can whether it permits it go outside and do some fitness or get up before your kid gets up and do it you know you don't you don't have to go to a gym what's great about going to the gym is it gives you that time to just let loose and be yourself with other like-minded individuals and you know sometimes like we were we were just talking about you get mad at your daughter and i do the same thing i get mad at my son and i'll yell at him and i, I look back and i'm like well, that was dumb you could have just told him the same exact thing <laughs> in a and probably would have been more effective, right? You know, he would have listened versus arguing back with you or whatever it may be. Or now he's upset and he's crying in a ball on the floor, you know? So right. making that time for yourself could kind of relieve some of that where you are yelling at a, a, a barbell or something like that, you know, but it's what, what's important to me and what I want people to, to, to if you're going to take one thing away from me in this podcast is that, Set your priorities first, and if your family is that, and you truly mean that, then sacrifice somewhere else. Sacrifice your time. You know, like we were just talking about before we started this. I, my wife and I, at eight o'clock, we put our kid down and we race to bed. <laughs> we we try like hell to get in bed so that because I know that I'm getting up at four thirty, and I know that if I get less than six hours of sleep, I'm a mean person. I don't want to be that person. So you just gotta find right. how that works and. And for me, it's simple because I own an affiliate. So I'm in a gym every day. But for those that don't, get up in the morning and do it or do it late at night. 
I think that's where that's what needs to happen. Yeah, and something or else do that it, you said, um, depending on what your workday is, do it at do it during your lunch hour. You know, if you if you have a nine to five yeah. job and you have an hour for lunch, talk to your boss. See if you can see if you can come in at eight forty five and stay till five fifteen and take an hour and thirty minutes for lunch, so that you can get to the gym, get your hour class done, and then get back home. For back yeah, to man, and something that we spoke about. <laughs> For those of for those who are lucky enough to have an hour lunch, um, something that we spoke about before also was like not being able to like pour from an empty cup, right? Like you have to prioritize yourself in order to be like the father that you want to be for your family. Um, so in a way, like in order to be selfless, you have to be like selfish first, right? Yeah. Like in That's order exactly to be I able to like be a good provider. Yeah, like in order to be like a little bit. Um, uh, you know, like to be available for your family, you have to like be able to focus on yourself. And, but the, the, the missing part is what you're mentioning is also like that sacrifice um, where people don't know where they're going to fit in that time. And for me, what's worked is the mornings. And again, waking up in the morning sucks, yeah. but it's what, it's what works for me. My family's still asleep. My kids are still asleep. My wife is asleep. I'm not taking quality time away from my wife and myself, right? Like I'm not, I, I never miss bedtime. I never miss any of those routines with my kids. Like I'm always here for those things. And in the morning I work out before they wake up. And then on the weekends, they see me working out on, you know, on the living room floor also, or outside at the park. So they know like it's a part of my life. I'm not like hiding it from them. But when I want to be able to like throw some weight around and, you know, just get like a really good sweat. I need them to not be around. They need to be asleep. And it's like my quiet time. Right. I just love that. So, um, I, I guess my question for you is then why do you think like some people fall off track or why do you think some people fail even with like wanting to prioritize fitness? Well, I, I think it's not specifically to dads, but what's the number one reason why people don't do, don't, don't take care of their fitness. They won't do it. It's time, right? Like people uh, don't have yeah. the time. Nobody ever has the time. Nobody ever will have the time. And then you decide you want to do something new and you all of a sudden make the time for it. It's not about waiting for that opportunity to open up. It's about creating the opportunity for yourself. Like you said, you don't want to get up early in the morning, but you've created an opportunity for yourself to get your fitnesses because you fitness in because you know how important that is not only to you but to those around you. I'm the same way. I need to make sure that I create that opportunity. I've set up. Uh, okay, I'm an affiliate owner. I coach most of all the classes at our affiliate, but I've set myself up and I've developed other coaches so that I can be done. I'm done at 11:50 every day, and I pick my son up at noon. So from noon till the end of the day, with the exception of Tuesday nights right now, um, I'm with my kid. So I've set it up and I've sacrificed that morning and I, I go gung-ho in the morning so that at 11.50 I can shut things off and I can go get my son and I can do what he wants to do. And so it's just about making that a priority. And that's that's something that, you know, not every job has that opportunity, right? You can't just tell your boss, I'm coming in at 3 a.m. so I can be out of here or whatever. <laughs> um but it's like, it's like when the Super Bowl comes on. Nobody has time for anything except when the Super Bowl comes on. Everybody has three hours to watch the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like you just have to make that time for yourself. And I think that um, you've got it right. You've nailed it. You do it in the morning. For some people, that's going to be let's do it at night. Um, but I think it's important that you just yeah. make that commitment, and stick to it. Which is also why I'm constantly preaching that you don't even need an hour or two hours in the gym for those, especially for those who are like in the throes of early fatherhood, maybe they have like a baby, so they can't leave their wife alone for an hour or two without her freaking out. Right. Um, so like that commute to the gym, then the actual workout, then the commute back and then the shower and all that stuff. That's sort of how I got into like my 15 minute sort of like quick workouts. When my wife would go to nurse the baby, I'm like, Oh snap. Now I have like 15 minutes. I'm just going to knock out a 50 minute AMRAP of push-ups and air squats, push-ups and air squats, and just do that for 15 minutes until I'm done. Um, and was like finding like really good results with that. It was like, damn, that's all I needed. You know, just like uh, push-ups and air squats. So what would be your go-to workout or, or if you have a go-to workout that somebody can start at home, um, 
maybe with like limited equipment or no equipment, if they only have 10, 15, 20 minutes, like what's like something you would recommend for somebody to be able to like get moving at home? Uh, burpees and Or maybe even how would you recommend burpees and running? Burpees and running, yeah. Before we get back, in, or how would you recommend like somebody even get started if they haven't started or if they haven't been fitnessing in a while? So you're saying burpees and running and how long, how many, and why? Um, burpees and running would be my go-to. And the second thing I would do is some sort of combination of a lunge, a push-up, and maybe a sit, and probably like a sit-up. Uh, this is if you have no equipment, right? So, you know, we don't have a pull-up bar. We don't have kettlebells. We don't have dumbbells. Um, the burpees and running, number one, because you can warm up throughout your workout, right? So you can set a, set a clock for 12 minutes and you can do... I don't know, try to do something like a, what pops in my mind is like a, maybe a 12 to 15 minute clock. So four to five rounds of run 400 meters and do run 400 meters and try to do, let's say like 15 burpees every three minutes, right? So 400 meter run 15 burpees. If you did it in, you know, 215, great. You got 45 seconds of rest before you start again. And you can build up the intensity throughout that movement. So you can just start and go. Um, same thing with the other one of like right. some sort of combination of push-ups, sit-ups, and lunges. And the reason I like lunges versus like squats is because even squats, you almost need to like warm up for a little bit, right? It's like every time you do that first squat, you're like, oh, okay, let's <laughs> let's see where this is going to go, right? Um, but you can create some sort of combination of, you know, push-ups maybe you do like some sort of ascending ladder maybe you've got 15 minutes you got 20 minutes you do a ascending ladder of i'm going to do one push-up i'm going to do one you know one lunge maybe it's maybe it's a jumping lunge let's 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 even go to a jumping lunge so we can get a little bit of that like rapid hip extension in there as well and then i'm going to do one sit-up and then i'll do two two and two and three three and three or, or create any combination you want maybe you do some sort of like three six nine twelve 15 back down to, you know, 12, nine, six, three, something like that of those three movements combined. Those would be my two like go-tos. The first thing would definitely be burpees and running. I think it covers everything. Um, and then let's say that maybe running's not possible. Maybe, maybe the weather sucks outside or maybe you just don't have a place to run. Um, you just need like, uh, six by six area where you can do some, you know, some jumping lunges, some like a hotel, let's call it a hotel room, right? So you're in a hotel room or something like a travel lot. This is, this is kind of my go-tos for travel lots. Um, and at the same time, you can then come right back to what you need to come back to and, and keep moving through, right? Versus like, if you're totally annihilating yourself and you're crushed on the floor and you need 15 minutes to recover from a 15 minute workout, it's right. not quite as effective. Right. Cause now, now your wife's done nursing and she needs you and you're not going to be there. You're not going to fully be there, you know, versus like you're running and doing burpees. You can come back, you can, you know, breathe hard for a couple of minutes. You'll be back to homeostasis and feel okay. Yeah. And then you can still get after it the next day. Um, you know, the, with the relative same muscle groups without like feeling completely dead, right? Like you, mm -hmm. you have, you didn't blow yourself up the day before. So, you know, if you do another workout of push-ups with legs, you're not like completely, you know, destroyed. Um, I love that. Yeah. And always very What am I go to, right? So if I'm going to do, there's like a, a weird little delay. Uh, if I'm going to do, maybe I do do something like that, push-up, sit-up and, and uh, lunge workout. And maybe the next day I don't want to push in the same plane. So maybe I'll do, uh, maybe you got space to do a handstand push-up or some like chair dips or something like that. You know, you can put some chairs next to each other and do some dips. At least you're pressing in a different plane, changes the shoulder joint, changes the angle. Um, but there's just, you can get so creative with that stuff. You know, you could, you could yeah, do, uh, you know, you could do some split squats or, or some jumping lunges and really slow down the descent. Like, I don't know if you've ever done some slow eccentric jumping lunges, but that'll crush you pretty quickly, you know? So there's so many things that you could do with it and to be creative without the equipment. Totally. And I'd love to pick your brain some more, um, some other time about like what some of those quick go-to workouts could be for dudes with limited time on their hands or, and even like limited equipment. 
Um, but I also know it's a little late and I don't want to keep you on too much longer. You know, you got to get to bed so you could wake up for your 4.30, um, 4.30 wake up. Um, before you go though, what, um, like what's next for you? What, what's on the horizon for Jared? Yeah. So, uh, great question. Thanks for that. Um, next for me. So we've actually got a lot going on right now. We're completely restructuring and rebranding our entire affiliate, our business. Um, so incorporating a lot more of personal training stuff and, and just more offerings there. Um, so that's kind of big right now. My goal is we're trying to have another kid. So that's, you know, more personally, that's, that's the big thing that we're, we're, right. we're, we're practicing. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no luck yet, but, um, we're trying to have another kid. So what we're trying to do is get set up. Um, my wife is the brains of the business. So we're trying to get her to a point where she can completely work remotely, especially if we're going to have another child. And then, um, my job in the business what I'm hoping to, by the end of this year, be evolved into is more of just a coach's development side and less of coaching spe- coaching classes specifically. Um, we're going to be hiring on a full-time coach. So if anybody out there want to live in Ithaca and they're looking to full-time coach, uh, shoot us a resume. We'd love to chat with you. Um, but yeah, my goal is that I want to be more of a coach's development man versus uh actually so more of work on the business versus in the business but on the coaching side right um so that's we're developing the kind of programs and processes for that right now uh but the big goal is uh pushing forward with seminar staff i want to i want to join the like i said in the beginning of this thing i don't want to be the best crossfit coach i want to be the best of the best crossfit coaches so i want to keep climbing the ladder and seminar staff and keep evolving into uh the best i can be there that's really kind of my my future plans as of now that's awesome man um and where can people find you so you're at crossfit ithaca yep so crossfit of ithaca um our website is cfithaca.com um we have an instagram cf underscore of ithaca i believe my personal instagram is jared.m.jordan and uh that's like i was telling you that's more of like my kid and my wife now it's less of my fitness if you look back you look back through like before my son you can (laughs) can see my fitness but um yeah you know now my priorities are just different i just accept i just accept a different path for fitness i used to i used to i used to train to see how fit i could get every day right i used to i used to train to see how good i could be every single day now I train to make sure that I'm good enough to conquer every single day and that um, it's more of a longevity play. So I think, you know, one of your questions was like, how do you how do you stay fit? Right. And you just have to have the perception of what that means to you. Um, you know, Rich Froning's got three kids and he still trains you know, six to eight hours a day. But, you know, he has his kids with him, which I think is awesome. He's still at that level to be able to do that. For me, it's less about me as an athlete and more about like my longevity so that I can keep up with my kids and my grandkids and all that good stuff. Hell yeah, man. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the whole thing, man. Just want to, I want to be able to keep up with my kids too. And I also want to be able to do things when I'm 60 and 70 that other 60, 70, 80 year olds can't do anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have you on again one of these days to talk a little bit more about some of that program design and then also hear a little bit more about seminar staff. I've always been so curious about the seminar staff and how people even get involved there and what that is like because it's just amazing how much discipline there is there, how much knowledge there is there. Um, and, you know, I, I've been consuming those videos for years and years and years mm-hmm. and finally was like, I just need to go because I'm just, you know, leeching off all the free YouTube videos I need to get in there <laughs> and, like, experience it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, the level right. level one is definitely a, a, a specific setting, and it's um, it's it's a pretty magical place, you know? I mean, you were able to experience that. You can't you can't get that from watching videos. You can't get that from, you know, standing on the sidelines and, and you know, looking from the bleachers. So... Um, I definitely would love to get on again and we can talk specifically about, you know, some program design and, you know, maybe more about running an affiliate and, you know, how to juggle that with, with traveling and, 
you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the next thing we talk about is how do you juggle your traveling with, with having a family and an affiliate and that. Um, but uh, get more specific in the seminar staff for sure. I'd love to, I'd love to shoot you some, some of that knowledge for sure. Awesome, Jared. Well, again, thanks so much. I really appreciate you coming on and, um, you know, I'll put everything, I'll link everything in the show notes so people can find all of your Instagram, CrossFit of Ithaca, where to go there. Um, if, so where people can find it there. And again, I really appreciate you coming on. Cool. Yeah. And if anybody has any questions or something, or there's something they, they want to dig into a little deeper, just shoot me a DM on Instagram and, um, we'll, we'll chat about it and give you my, give you my email or something, or we can jump on a phone call if somebody's interested. So Kevin, thanks for having me. This yeah, was, uh, true. this was awesome. I, uh, I hope to hear from you again. Yeah, totally, man. And I can vouch he will answer your DMs because that's how I got in touch with him. Yeah. <laughs> That is, that is true. All right, Jared. Thanks again, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Kevin. I'll talk to you then. All right. So there you have it. Thanks again to Jared Jordan. Again, you can find out more about Jared at cfithica.com and jared.m.jordan on Instagram. And for any other links discussed in our conversation and those that I just mentioned, head over to dadbodwa.net slash podcast slash 008 to get all the show notes and links. Thanks, guys. You're incredible. I hope you enjoyed that show. And if you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we have so many amazing shows lined up for you. Uh, let's see. We have John Woolley of Make Wads Great Again coming on the show. Um, he's a pretty funny dude. John McCarthy from the Postmodern Patriot, who's also a pretty awesome guy. Really cool conversation we had. Um, I was just on his podcast recently, too, so go check it out at Postmodern Patriot. Um, and Joel Tay of As Many Reviews As Possible is also coming on the show. So that's just to name a few. We have a bunch of other topics and guests coming on. It's just going to be awesome. So again, please subscribe. And would you do me a favor and leave this podcast a five-star review? Your reviews help other dads like you find this amazing community that we're all helping to build together. So hope you guys are getting after it. And until next week, fight the dad bod.